Welcome to the Young Money Diet Podcast. Today, I have Cameron Shervey joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me today, guys. It's really a privilege to be a special guest. Um, so today, we have a really unique opportunity here where I was given the option to kind of choose a, a category, and Raj has no idea. Yep. Um, so today, we're going to talk about something that Raj does literally every day, and it changes every single day. And we're, going to, we're going to talk about career planning. So me and Raj are both uh, engineers that work in uh, the oil and gas industry in Alberta. Um, it seems like every single day, pretty much Raj's career plan changes a little bit. He's a super ambitious guy. Um, and, you know, I, so just recently, to give you a little background information, Raj is debating doing the MBA. I actually just wrote my GMAT a few weeks ago. So it kind of fits in with the whole kind of time, money, value thing going on the podcast. So, so Raj, what's your current overview of your uh, career plan right now? Sure. So, <laughs> yes, full disclaimer, uh, I had no idea what we were going to talk about. So this is a good category. And... Yes, I can definitely relate. So um, I'm an engineer in training, soon to be a professional engineer, as you mentioned, um, working in oil and gas. I've had a lot of different jobs. I've worked in consulting in the past. I've worked in pipelines. I've worked in inspection, static equipment engineering. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer by, by background. Um, recently, I've had the, the pleasure and opportunity to switch into something a little bit more unconventional. Um, Pseudo planned, pseudo not planned. It kind of goes into the, the whole gamut of what we're going to talk about with career planning. So I'm doing operation support. So it's a lot of process engineering, looking at day-to-day uh, firefighting, but also looking at the KPIs, longer-term performance of how the units are running. So I work at an operating plant. Um, career planning in general, I think, I wish I had started earlier. Um, I wish I had started maybe when I was 18. So, but I think that's a little unrealistic to expect to have a career path when you're 18, let alone 25. What's your career path? Yes, I agree. So, and I don't think it's a straight line. It's definitely, you know, if you're at point A and you want to go to point E, it's not just a straight line. I think there's ups and then there's downs and then there's horizontal lateral moves and sometimes there's back moves. Um, But I think it's important to have like an overall objective. But, uh, and I think the problem too is like a lot of people... Like life's too short to really be be good at multiple different things. Yes. Um, and we're not going to talk about specialist versus generalist today, but like you can't be you know uh, a software engineer at Google and be a you know a good plant engineer right. at your current company, right? So you you can't really do both, right? So you, you definitely want to work towards a goal, um, and I think that's kind of important to keep that in mind. But like you're right, like you want to do X and then opportunity Y comes up and maybe Y is not really on the route to X, but maybe your company says, you know what, to do X, you got to do Y. Right. And at the end of the day, I, I think the companies have a lot of, like especially in today's economy, company has a lot of say of where your career path is going to end up. And, yes. Um, so I'm, I'm also a firm believer that work is a means to an end. And at the end of the day, like I don't think many people love their job. Like mm-hmm. I, I enjoy going to work and I have fun doing it. But would I say that I wake up every day and, you know, go to work absolutely loving every single day anything I do no um, right. you get to a certain point where there's going to be conflict and as much as people say they like conflict not everyone loves conflict day in and day out right and I'm sure you deal with conflict at work where you, you sometimes yeah. you don't mind it sometimes it gets a little bit frustrating um, so I, I, I do agree with you I think it's a means to ends but I think there's also the uncharted territory of the potential to really love what you're doing and I think people you know you have to also enjoy the journey because I, and I, I'm cognizant of that, you know, because of course I have several different iterations and changes of goals and where I want to go and be, but I also am enjoying the journey. And I think it's really important for people that are ambitious or, you know, have the inspiration to go. 
they need to make sure that they're performing and contributing 110% in their current job because that's what, first of all, that's your literal job, yeah. but it's also what opens up those doors and avenues. And even if you're not 100% in love with it, um, you know, in past roles, there was things that, you know, especially as co-ops, which is the benefit of co-ops, is you kind of know if you love it or, or don't love it. Uh, but once you're full time, even if you don't love something, you I think it's good to build different strategies to move on. But you still have to be performing. Yes, yeah, so, so you're like kind of talking about the the inherent competitiveness in the current workforce, mm-hmm. um, which is important. But uh, I, I guess that's not really where I'm going with it. Is like where like how do you like let's let's go back to the kind of the original conversation about the career path is. You have a you have a career path, and you want to end up being position X, right. that being the CEO or general manager or whatever you want to call it. Right. How much does that change on a day to day, week to week, month to month? Me personally, just just it, you personally, per- and, then, and then like overall, what do you think everyone? So I think me, so me personally, it changes all the time. I don't want know what I want to be when I grow up. I don't know what I want to eat for breakfast tomorrow. Um, I I definitely think it's a downfall because having a concrete plan, you can focus. Um, but so I, I think if you have a concrete plan, that kind of brings some rigidity into it. And I, I think rigidity, in, especially young, in mm-hmm. a career plan is tough. Because you know, if you want to do something, if you want to be in a straight line, everyone, like your boss is going to laugh at you. Yes. Right? It's, so I, it's, I think it's good. Like, yes, it's good to know what you want to do. But at the same time, having a concrete plan and saying, I want to do this and only this is just going to piss people off. Yes. And I think you also need to be, able, be willing to be flexible. And you have to throw as many balls on the court as you can. Because, like you said, the, the, where the job market is now in almost all professions, it's a supply and demand imbalance. There's way f- more good competitive people than there are jobs. So the demand is way higher than the supply right now. So you do need to be flexible. Yes, and so I feel like like so we've been in our careers now what three three four years, and I, I feel like we've just been in a, a downspin in the economy for our whole careers. Yes. Um, so, you know, for example, people at work talk about the good times back in 2008 or whatever you want to do. I, I just, I, I don't know if those times will ever come back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's a bad thing. Like, it's, it's a little more balanced now. I, I think th- the bad people are no longer employed, right? So maybe it's this inherent competitiveness has increased um, productivity. And, yeah. you know, perfect example is, you know, what oil companies are making, are making on oil is, so their cost to make a barrel of oil is way cheaper than it's ever been. Yeah. Because they've been forced to adapt. Yeah. More so, efficient. I do think that's probably you know a, a side consequence of oil being low, but mm-hmm. it's still a win. I think that's good. Like at the end of the day, I, I work in the oil and gas industry, but I'm team become more efficient, become more cost effective, and also at the end of the day, you know, reduce greenhouse greenhouse gases and help the environment. Right. And I guess so. We're getting a little off topic now. Yeah. So I'll pose the question back to you then. What? Because you asked me like how I kind of how my iterations change. So are you similar or do you have more rigidity? So I think like it's funny, like when everyone's 18, everyone wants to go conquer the world. So when I was 18, I said, you know, I want to be CEO. I want to go run the the shells and the sun cores of the world. And it's yeah. funny, you get out into the real world and you realize that there's someone beside you who is smart, put together and is going to work just as hard, if not harder than you, right? Yeah. So kind of, it puts some perspective into kind of what you want to do. And I, I don't know what my, my, my top level is. I think... What I think at the end of the what me and you want to do, we can boil this down to is we want to find that top level. Mm-hmm. If that top level is the CEO, if it's you know just a supervisor, maybe it's just a, an engineer, which is mm-hmm. I mean, nothing nothing wrong with that, right? Um, but we want to find out what that top level is. We we want to max out, or at least find something that we're really really passionate about, yes, or interested in. And so I I think so I think that come, that boils down to like at the end of the day, I don't wake up every day and l- live to do engineering. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get excited by formulas and stuff like that. I get excited by making decisions and people and stuff like that, which is which I wouldn't con- associate with engineering, but it it's definitely goes in tandem stronger than other skill sets. So is that something you knew when you started school or is that something you've decided more recently? So I think subconsciously I knew, but it's something that I've probably become more aware of. I think that's one thing as you mature, that's one thing I really noticed is your priorities really start to go and come in line. Mm-hmm. And you're not sure where all the blocks are going to fall, but seeing where, you know, priority number one is, you know, priority one number one is maybe career, maybe it's family now. And, you know, so for me, it's, it's definitely now probably family than career. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of look back at that and say, okay, 18, I'm charting this course. Mm-hmm. Let's make these decisions to get me here. And really it, it changes over time. So I think, I agree. I think, um, I like what you said about when you were younger, you want to conquer the world. I think that comes with naivety a little bit, especially when you're not totally exposed to working in an organization. You think, you don't really realize how hard it is. Um, Because like you said, there's people that are going to put in three times more work, three times more effort. And that's just their priorities. Where you get older and you get more mature, you realize... You know, maybe fitness is your priority, maybe family, maybe some of the relationships. Uh, you know, there's so many other things on the spectrum of life. But for a career, what would you say to so somebody like yourself that wants to make a little bit of a transition? How have you or are you planning to go in that route? I think you, you got to communicate it. So you got to talk to work and be honest about what you want. I, I think you have to be flexible too. Like, obviously we were talking about this earlier, but being a millennial is you want change to happen right away. Right. And it takes time and organizations aren't as nimble as individual people. Mm-hmm. Right. So they can't just open up a door for someone because he decides on Wednesday he's a little bit frustrated. And I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm frustrated, but it's definitely you want things to move and you want more responsibility. I mean, it's funny. Like I remember, you know, two years ago, I wanted more responsibility. It's like, well, looking back, I probably didn't earn it at that point. Right. right? So I think for me, it's, you have to, you know, you know, be, be confident, be, like, be you know, confident in yourself and, you know, your ability to kind of move forward and, you know, keep grinding, I would say. Um, but at the same time, like, your company has priorities, you have priorities, and you got to kind of meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of something that I had to kind of come to terms with is that it's not my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not practical. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's easy to say, yes, you should prioritize yourself over everyone else, but... It's it's you'd be hard earned to find a company who wants exactly what you want to do. Yeah, the majority of people want to just sit around and talk to people and like do very like non, you know, quantifiable or non you know technical stuff. They want right. to sit there and talk to people and develop relationships and you know business development. Right. And realistically, very little people actually do business development or stuff like that. That's that like that, that to me is probably the top of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's something where you get, like, I, I personally, I get excited by, you know, bringing in purchase orders, bringing in money, like bringing in work, that kind of stuff. But realistically, if you have 40 engineers, you only probably have a couple people doing that. And they're all senior. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think you have to kind of come to terms with that. But, like, for me, for example, is, like, I think you have to set yourself up for, for success. So if you want to compete in that top two rings or whatever you want to call it, yeah. you need to start making decisions now. I, I agree. And you have to decide if you want to be, and I'm probably going to screw this up, I think it's a big fish in a little small pond, pond or, a, or a little fish in, a, in the big sea. Something I, I probably screwed that up, but you know the analogy. So I wanted to talk about, because I've worked with big and small organizations for career planning. What's the difference between merit and network? And what are your thoughts on that? So me personally, I think it's a little bit of hybrid, unfortunately. 
I've seen a lot of individuals move to places based solely on their networking, which yes, that's valuable, but a lot of I've seen other people not get those opportunities and they had much more merit. Yeah, and and that's fair. I so I would agree with that. Like it's definitely um, like you should never underestimate your network. Um, and like like so to me like and that's something I'm consciously always trying to work on is like you know who is this person? He's gender. You know, let's work on my network. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like to be rude or anything, but you know, like who knows who's out there? You should always treat people with respect, but also like don't underestimate anyone. Mm-hmm. And every every single person on your team is a, is a step in the right direction. Right. And I know you're not going to be able to please everyone. If you're going to be friends with someone or someone else is going to get unhappy about it, but really you, you need to. People have to like you. At the end of the day, like no one is in a position of power who people hate. Yeah. It's very rare that you see someone in a position of power who either is you know bad at their job and people don't like them. You can get a, like you can get one who's you know good at their job and people don't like them, or you can get someone who's you know, bad at their job people like them. But rarely do you get both negatives there. So, so I guess to answer your question for like merit and network, I think I, I think early in your career merit is important. Yeah, for sure. So, because because right at the, right off the bat, if you don't have merit, that's something they will find out right away. Because you're you're sitting there you're doing technical work. If you're cutting corners, your your superior will find out. Because mm-hmm. yep. he he's dealt with it before. He knows what's going on. But where this gets interesting is, is eventually you're going to get to a a stage where the majority of people, you know, the people who don't have merit are going to be kind of gone. Right. Right. They're so weeded out. They're weeded out. They're gone. And I think it's going to come down to your network. Okay. Right. It's going to come down to your network, who you like, who likes you, who yeah. is more important. Your right? influence. Your influence. Like people respect you. And then at the end of the day, too, like, can you get, can, can you fix things in a pinch? I think that's a, like a very underestimated thing. I've seen people rise to the occasion and hide. Right. Right. There's the people, you know, who can sit there and talk the big game, but can't walk the walk. And it's funny. There's, there's someone at work who, you, you rarely hear from him, but when, when, when stuff needs to get done, he's the first person there and he doesn't, does no complaining and does yeah. it. Right. So I think that's kind of like the low maintenance, maybe is what I'm trying to yeah. get, get at. Right. Doesn't take any credit, but just gets the work done. So for career planning, do you have a concrete written here, kind of my top goals, whether that's career goals or like I just want to work on this project? Or is it kind of in your head, or like, how do you actually strategize? Personally? So I it was it was I think for a long time it was just in my head, and then I, I've worked more to kind of put it on paper, mm-hmm. um, and say, so, okay, you know, I, I want to get here. And for example, one of the goals is MBA. Right. So to to me, the MBA might be useful, might not be. I don't know. It depends where I am in, you know, six years when I'm done it. Right. It's, it's right. impossible to know what you want, but I think to have a chance to be in that top tier, you have to go towards it. But and I think a good example is. To revisit your goals, and I'll, I'll spin it kind of as a goal perspective. Like for me, a goal is MBA. Okay. And it ties into my career path, but I think like my my career path is like I really a career path is. It's it's a, it's a fun thing to talk about, but it's really so dependent on everything else going on in the world. Yeah. Right. So for example, I would say you, sure. you want to be in oil and gas. Well, oil and gas might be done in twenty years. Right. Right. If you want to be. A manager, well, you know, look at the way the world's going. Managers might be, you know, less extinct in a couple of years due to all this technology and people getting smarter and smarter. Right? So yep. it's, it's really hard to know where things are going. I think that's why you always have to be versatile and you always have to be adapting. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, having a career panel is important, but do not sit there and be so rigid. You can't adapt to things. Yeah, well, it changes. Like, so, so your MBA, do you have... So is this kind of a means to end or are you planning, okay, this is what I, this is why I want to do it, but here are kind of some five potential outcomes. I think it's good to have potential outcomes. Um, so I think you should go into a, and I think this is something I realized recently is you need to go into a conversation 
understanding what the outcomes are. Right. So if you go to work and say, I'm not doing X, what is, what is work going to do? They're going to say, okay, we're going to make you go to do Y, or we're going to say, don't work here anymore. Yeah. You have to, be, you have to understand what the outcomes are going to be, what you're just, like, how your decisions are going to impact that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something that it, it took me... It took me a while to, to figure out because, you know, you, you go and say, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, have you, they ask you some good questions. Like, okay, what, how do you want to do it? Right. And it's like, well, I don't know. I, I, want, I know I want to do it, but you haven't mm-hmm. put any thought to how you're going to do it. Yeah. Just being prepared for that conversation. You mentioned, so one thing that I, I don't know where this quote comes from, but, um, and I, I reflect on this because you mentioned being a millennial and you want things fast and you people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade and i've when i first i i heard this a couple years ago and i thought well that's you know that's silly how many decades in life do we have but now looking back like realistically we've been in our careers for such a small duration and some of the trust and projects that the organizations are now giving to the earlier folks because we're getting leaner i've i've recognized like it's a journey rather than a destination and things aren't going to happen like this. Uh, things are already happening way faster now than 30 years ago. And I think it's imp- appropriate for us to reflect that we should slow yeah. down a little bit and really spend the time to, to build that spine, that backbone. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. I, so I, I, I agree with it, but I always understand. I always struggle with the reflect thing. It's like, well, the person took was in was in, for example, in your job role ten years before you were, and you were in this job role for now five years. It's like, well, right. to me, it's still five years. Yeah. Right? So like, I, like it, it's it's easy to reflect and say, yes, I, I should think this way, but we both know we think differently. We we, we want to make five years three, or we want to make five years four. Like, yeah. So the quote, I mean, the quote, it's not just with the specific like your role. I just mean in it, holistically, if you have a goal in mind, like your MBA is a good example where this is something you thought about maybe last year and you've created a plan and it's a multi-year plan it's six years let's say and you know you've been you you have that patience to create the plan and then actually follow it through whereas some people just you know they plan okay i want to lose x amount of weight in this year or you know related to careers i want to be in like this position one year i think over people overestimate Yes, what so, they can do in a year. So that that goes back to my point. Like, I want to do this, but they don't I haven't thought about how. Right. Right. So, like, the, the number one thing I hear about here at work is I'm unhappy. I'm going to change it. They never so do. How? They never do it. They yeah. never tell me how they're going to do it. They never tell me, oh yeah, I can financially do this. This is my job. Go back to school. I get this education. No, it's always I'm unhappy. I want to do this. Right. And to me, it's always it's frustrating because all, all they're looking to do is just complain. Yeah, they're just complaining. My life sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, buddy? If your life's or sorry, if your life sucks, go fix it. Yep, I and like, I, I enjoy talking about like how you're gonna fix it. But I get frustrated with this whole like, well, you know, like like the Eeyore thing. Well, you know, thanks for noticing me. You know, right, my, my life sucks. Like, well, you know, you made decisions. You're here now, and I understand not everyone's given a level playing field, but you know, I know lots of people who you started from the bottom and at the top. Yeah, for lack of a better term, right? So I I don't have a lot of patience for this. You know, this complaining and this. I guess just complaining. No, I agree. I I, I like uh, somebody that you and I know, but I won't say their name. They couldn't find a role right away, but they kind of knew what they um, where they wanted to go. And they ended up taking a job that was really low pay at an inspections company. And 
a lot of other individuals didn't want that opportunity because they thought whatever they were too good for it or you know that was too low but this individual thought you know i'm going to use this to get the work experience and get to where i want to go and they built this two-year plan or however long it took them rather than sitting down and blaming the world like you said the ewers that okay i you know i wasn't given the grade a you know Connor mcdavid opportunity yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, I'll be uh, Drake Kajula. I'll be the grinder, and I'll, I'll put in the time and effort, and I will work harder than the next person. And eventually, it worked out for them. And yeah. I think that's what it goes. It goes back for career planning is sometimes you just have to do things that you know. Obviously, they're of the benefit of you to progress forward, but maybe they're a complete horizontal move. But you always have that end goal in mind or that insight. Yeah. And so so I have my hot take for the episode right now. Sure. I think the most underrated thing in a career is the grind. Okay. It's just getting up and doing things. Yeah. Every day. And the transition from school to career where, you know, school, you have class at 10, so you can sleep until 9.50 and then, you know, wake up in your dorm and go to class. Yeah. And now you're expected to get up every single day at 6.30 and go to work. It's it's a grind. Yeah. And there's, there's conflict. There's people saying things you don't want to hear. There's people in your way. And it's... It's just, I think you see a lot of people who thrive at university and, you know, they go into the grind and then they're really smart, but they're not special anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're not special. They're, yeah. At the end of the day, you're smart, but we don't need you to solve this really complicated equation. We just need you to take a stack of paper and give me out of a thousand, you know, valves, give me the two that are really high risk. Yeah. And it's, to me, it's that grind. That's where I, I find it really interesting how you talk about you know, your career path and stuff like that. And some people get, you know, really ambitious mm-hmm. or maybe the grind just worn them down so much but you know for example they get too ambitious and then the grind wears them out or they just don't have that ambition to start with and yep. the grind just you know they just kind of get grinded into this corner yep and all the people i really admire within within and outside of my organization a lot of the nine times out of ten the leaders all the people i look up to say i just worked harder than the next person and i was at the right place at the right time because they were ready for those opportunities but. yeah Thanks for tuning in and remember to stay hungry, stay humble.